People use their finances or where they live or any number of excuses for not getting started, but don't let that stop you. Because as soon as you do start, you're going to wish you had started sooner. Best ever listeners, I want to mention Lima One Capital, and I found out about them through a guest that I was interviewing on the show, and he mentioned how he was scaling his business. He was actually buying 10 single-family homes within one year, and I asked him, how were you able to buy 10 single-family homes, and how were you financing that? He's like, oh, well, I just use an asset-based lender. I was like, who is that? And he told me it's Lima One Capital. I reached out to them afterwards, got to know them, and they are the sponsor of today's episode because they've got some unique lending programs. Uh, One of them is called Rental 30, where, as I mentioned, they're an asset-based lender. So they're lending based on the property's appraised value, as well as they look at the down payment that you're bringing to the table and the cash reserves. Uh, They'll lend up to 75% loan to value. And this is huge. This is huge because... Typically, as a single-family investor, uh, your lending strength is based on your personal income as well as how many properties you have, how many loans you have out. There's no restrictions on portfolio size with their Rental 30 program. Go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. Sign up. Learn more about their program. That's lima1capital.com dot com forward slash best ever they also have a program for fix and flippers even if you haven't done a fix and flip they'll still lend to you they've been in the business uh since 2010 so they've been around the block they know their underwriting guidelines they're not loosey-goosey but they do have a very specific uh criteria um that helps beginning fix and flippers get their fix and flip projects done as well as experienced fix and flippers they reward you as an experienced fix fix and flipper and you actually get a lower interest rate and lower origination fee again go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever and some legal stuff i have to say it is lima one capital llc and the NMLS ID number is 1324403. And their address is 201 East McBee Avenue, Suite 300, Greenville, South Carolina, 29601. Again, lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. If you're looking for a fix and flip loan or if you're looking for a buy and hold investment property, and you're trying to finance it and you want it to be asset-based, lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff and we get straight to the best advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Scott McGilvery from Property Brothers, that HGTV show that's on like all the time on HGTV. And with us today, we got... Jacob LB. How you doing, Jacob? Great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And thanks so much for being on the show. A little bit about Jacob. Jacob is currently an officer in the Air Force. So first and foremost, thank you so much for your service. Thank you. And he is also the co-founder of True North Property Solutions with his brother, Dan. You can say hi to them at truenorthpropertysolutions.com. 
And their focus, and specifically Jacob's, is on the out-of-state investing and virtual real estate investing while using creative financing and partnership strategies. He's based in D.C., but they're currently doing an out-of-state flip as well as um, a couple other things. Really interesting stuff. I'll let Jacob get into it. Jacob, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, So... Currently, like Joe said, full-time, I'm an officer in the U.S. Air Force. I'm a finance officer stationed at the Pentagon. But a couple of years ago, I started looking at real estate a little more aggressively, I guess. I bought a house as my owner-occupant as a residence back in 2007, and it turned into a rental property a few years later when the military decided it was time for me to live somewhere else, but didn't really look at rental properties specifically until probably about 2012, decided that that's where I wanted to focus a little bit instead of the stock market. So I spent about a year studying and reading and looking at different markets, trying to figure out how people were doing this, and finally decided to make that jump in 2013. I was living in the Netherlands at the time, but decided it was now or never, basically, and I had spent a year putting it off and coming up with excuses, so I decided to go ahead and just try a turnkey real estate property up in Ohio. That was for me, the best option at the time, being out of state, out of country even, and knowing that no matter where I moved next with the military, and even if I ended up buying locally, whatever I bought would at some point turn into an out-of-state investment. So I decided to look for cash flow, and that's what I found up in Ohio, and, uh, and was pretty happy with that moving forward. So I bought another one a year later, and then in 2015, Dan and I formed True North Property Solutions and really ramped up our, our investing and went from three units at the beginning of that year to, uh, the, I think we've got 15 units right now, um, a little over a year later. Where was the property in Cincinnati? Or where is the property? In, or excuse me, where is the property? Uh, that was a leading question, wasn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, even though I live in Cincinnati, it doesn't mean everybody buys properties in Cincinnati when they sure, buy in Ohio. Sure. Where that, in Ohio is your property? Ours is outside of Cleveland. Um, okay. It's a, in a suburb on the east side of Cleveland. What turnkey provider did you use? At the time, we went through Home Union, who was kind of like a, a marketing type company, and they were working with a lot of um, turnkey providers specifically at the time. I think their models changed a lot since then, um, and when we've gone our own way in order to try and ramp up our returns and, and turn this into more of a business than, than a passive investment. But that's who we started with and really put us in contact with Boots on the Ground. Okay, so the first couple were turnkey. What is the third one part of the first two? Because you said three units, so it was one a duplex or something. So it wasn't, I, and that's counting my uh, my original. Okay, occupant got it. In two thousand seven, when you yep. bought that one. Okay, so the first one was the unintended landlord. Then number two and number three were turnkey properties that you bought through a turnkey provider or kind of someone who facilitated that. Now. 4 through 15, that happened in, what, over the course of less than two years? Yeah, about a year, really. I think we closed. So we had a couple under contract right in New Year's 2015 um, that closed pretty quickly. A few months later, we had a couple more and then a few right at the end of the year um, and one that carried over to just closed a couple of weeks ago now. How are you acquiring the properties as quickly as you're acquiring them? Obviously, like most people, you know, we kind of went through our personal capital, Dan and I, um, fairly quickly um, as far as weren't ready to, you know, buy that many over a year, just our own down payment and our own money. 
So we started looking at other ways uh, to grow our portfolios. So the the first one in 2015, I guess number four was a duplex. That was another one where I had the money for a down payment. So I did that one. Our next one, we had our first private lender, a friend of the family that was seeing what we were doing, had a lot of cash, but wasn't comfortable with where either the returns he was getting or where he was keeping it. So he wanted to partner with us on that. So he brought, it was a cash purchase through another turnkey provider, but it was a great deal, uh, about a 14 cap for turnkey. So he partnered with us. He paid most of the cash for that purchase. Um, I forget, we might have brought 25 to 30% of the purchase price to the table. um, And we bought that property outright with him. So that was kind of our first creative deal or partnership. And then... The most of the rest from then on have been either partnerships, joint ventures, where, um, again, investors that want to remain pretty hands off and are happy with better returns than they're currently getting, but don't need huge, crazy returns. If they can remain completely passive, they come in and typically will bring the down payment for the property and we'll find the deal. We'll do all the work. We continue to manage the asset after closing um, and we send them a check. And, uh, And then we've had a few of those like that through partnerships or joint ventures. And now a couple that we've bought again with private lenders where we're doing um, kind of short term loans that we can rehab and refinance out to hold the property. Mm -hmm. So the majority of them from properties four through 15, how did you buy 10 units in one year was done through partnerships where you bring in a private lender, they put up the majority of the cash or all the cash and then you share in the profits because you're doing all the other work that other than putting up the money. Correct. On property number five, where you that was the first creative of structure that you've done, did you put any money of your own into it? I did, yes. That was a turnkey deal. Um but we did bring in money. Being the first one, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were able to show that we had skin in the game to help make that private lender a little more comfortable. I think being a friend of the family, he was happy to probably have paid for the whole thing. But to, we were a little more comfortable as well with us having a little bit of skin in the game. So, yeah, looking at it now, we paid basically 25% of the purchase price and our lender brought the rest of the cash. Okay, got it. And you paid all cash for it. So you you put up 25%. They put it 75%. You're doing the work. They are passive. And what's the ownership? 50-50? It is. Yep. Got it. Okay. And then um, what's the exit strategy with that? Or is there one? So on that one, we've discussed you know a couple of options. Right now, the property we all said we're pretty comfortable being in the deal for for at least a good five years. It's a solid B-class neighborhood. That one actually in Toledo um, that we're very happy with. It's done great. But exit strategies would be us either buying him out and probably holding the property or looking to go ahead and sell it off to another investor. You said that was a turnkey provider. Who'd you buy that from? That was through uh, the guys up at Ohio Cashflow, Angelo Ramora. Ah, cool. Yep. Just had lunch with that crazy guy <laughs> <laughs> about uh, two weeks ago here in Cincinnati. Yeah, they're a great team to work with. The, the, the place not to have a conversation with him is in a bookstore, just a, yeah. FYI. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> <It's> much awkward. <laughs> Very loud. That makes sense for anybody that knows Angelo to probably agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Property 6 through 15, 
Same thing where the private lender is putting in the money. Are they putting in all the money now since you got that first deal under your belt, or are you still having putting some money in? They, they're for the most part, most of those they're putting in all the money, but it's all those are have all been purchased with with leverage, um, with financing. So in most cases, yeah, they're paying the down payment, and then we're bringing in either commercial loan or um, we might have one. Now, I think in most cases, yeah, we use a commercial loan or an asset-based lender. Okay. What what who, what lender do you use? We've used Lima One Capital. Um, how do you, who how do you has, spell that? Uh, L-I-M-A, one like the number, yep. and then capital. And they have a program that's pretty good for these smaller priced properties. Um, you know, we've seen there's obviously a number of asset-based lenders out there, but a lot of them have kind of the minimum value of the loan um, that was a little too high for the numbers and the properties that we like. So the the duplexes that we really focused on most of last year are in Indianapolis, and they're priced between maybe sixty and eighty thousand dollars in rent each unit for six hundred to seven hundred dollars or seven fifty per unit. So the cash flow is obviously there, um, and these are and we're buying them when we can, pretty close to to turnkey. Um, you know, they may have some work that we need to do to get them where we want them to hit the the rents we want. But that price range, they were the best lender uh, for what we were looking at. What are their terms, generally speaking? Um, it's a thirty-year amortized loan and a fixed loan. Um, so. 30-year term, which is, you know, pretty rare, I think, for a commercial or asset-based loan. The interest rates aren't great. They're, you know, around 7%. And their origination fees, and one reason we are now looking for some other options, their origination fees have increased from, or I think originally we were paying 1500 origination fee, and most recently they've gone up to almost 3500 which on a small deal can be a lot. So definitely significantly different terms than a conventional loan that we started with, um, but they are loans that have allowed us to to grow as quickly as we have, mm-hmm. while still having plenty of cash flow in these properties. And they're lending. You you mentioned asset based lenders because they're lending on the duplex's income instead of your income, or is it? Are they factoring in everything? We just elaborate on that. Sure. Yeah. So they look at, they don't like a conventional lender, right? Would ask for our income, um, our tax statements, all that. So what they want to see is how the property is going to perform. They do run credit checks on all the partners, but it's more of a, okay, as long as at least one of the partners is over whatever their minimum is. And I don't, I don't know what that is. I think something in the 600s that they were happy. So we, and you do have to have some cash on reserves and you, you have to have the closing. It can be expensive because you, they do uh, three months of prepayments at closing for your mortgage insurance and everything. Um, but you know, then of course you're you don't have a, a mortgage payment for your first few months, and it starts to level out. Jacob, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Honestly, it would be to not let your current situation keep you from getting into real estate investing. If people use their finances or where they live or any number of excuses for not getting started, but don't let that stop you. Because as soon as you do start, you're going to wish you had started sooner. If it's money, then study real estate while you're saving up. If it's location, find somebody to help point you in the right direction and get started. But whatever your current excuse is, 
move past it and get started. Did you previously have an excuse that you had to get past? I spent at least a year really researching before I decided to move on that first property. You know, I was overseas. I'd never even been to Ohio. Uh, I was nervous and scared. And that was all it was for the most part, you know, was just yeah, I'd, at that point I'd had the pr- uh, property inspected by a third party person and ran the numbers over and over and over again. I'd done all the due diligence and didn't have any reason except for my own fear for not moving forward. And when I finally did, you know, I think that's it took us another year almost to buy another one. And then, you know, obviously last year we decided, all right, this is what we're going to do. Let's do it. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. My friend Michael Blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download. It's called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your Next Apartment Building. If you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself, then this ebook's for you and it's free. Text the word secret, S E C R E T, to the number 38470. That's secret. And text it to three eight four seven zero. What's the best ever book you've read? The book on investing in real estate with no and low money down by Brandon Turner because it opened my mind to creative financing and changed how I looked at potential investments. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? It was my first non-turnkey property off the MLS in Indianapolis. Um, I really relied on an agent that I was new to working with. He was more of a traditional agent. He wasn't an investor himself, had just started working with investors. And I went in thinking I found a great deal. This property only needed a couple thousand dollars worth of work. As soon as the current tenants that I'm inheriting move out in a few months, we'll do the work. I'll have that few months of cash flow to help out. And instead, I had to end up evicting those tenants, um, which took almost three months because my not paying attention to detail um, didn't even realize that the monthly closed wasn't included in closing. So they hadn't paid that month. By the time we started the eviction process, it took about two more months to get them out. And then the rehab, what I expected was 2000 to $3,000, ended up being closer to $15,000. And, uh, and just what I learned from it was that you have to do your due diligence. Um, you have to pay attention to the details that, you know, ultimately everything falls on you if you skip those steps and uh, it can be very costly. So I learned a lot. Best ever deal you've done? Was a duplex partnership that we had a partner that brought in the down payment. Um, we paid $65,000 for that duplex. Pretty turnkey, um, pretty up. Uh, much fully rehabbed. It had tenants in place. We had the, the seller do some of the work before closing, but rents are 600 per unit and it's in great shape. We haven't had any issues. Um, and yeah, we're trying to do as many as we can like that deal really. Where'd you find that one? Um, that was pretty much all of these are off market. So that one was found through uh, somebody off of Bigger Pockets that uh, had mentioned he was had some properties he was trying to get rid of. Most of ours now come from either relationships like that or property managers that have other investors trying to get rid of some of their inventory. Best ever way you like to give back? Teaching others how to get into real estate and showing them that you don't have to you know, buy local, that you can do it uh, no matter where you're at. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? I'd say it was my first purchase, really. It was the, the 
property that I bought right out of college. The military sent me to Mississippi, a whole new place. I'm from D.C. originally, so it's definitely some culture shock. But I was watching HGTV, right, and decided, okay, I know you're supposed to buy instead of rent, and that's pretty much all I knew or <laughs> had heard. So, okay, I'm going to buy a property, and I'm going to – I'd read Rich Dad, Poor Dad at some point in, in college. So to me at the time, that meant, oh, I'm supposed to buy kind of a fixer-upper. So I did. It was probably the lowest priced property, single family home in the nice area in, at the time, but it was 2007. So I bought, and even in Mississippi, uh, that was the peak of the market. So four years later, after redoing, completely gutting and redoing bathrooms, kitchen, paint interior and exterior, replacing doors, new fence, I mean, rehabbing the whole house, we could maybe have sold it for what I paid for it, you know, and, and not covered any of that rehab. So. Um, learned that there's a lot more than just what we see on TV. Learned that markets are cyclical. You have to pay attention to that and that there's more to, you know, it, it's easy. Everybody thinks it's easy when the market's going great, right? That you can make mistakes and not even know it because you still make money when everything's going up. But uh, you, you have to pay attention. So it was a big learning lesson for sure. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? At my email, they feel free to email me at jacob at truenorthpropertysolutions.com or um, find me on Bigger Pockets, Jacob LB. I'm happy to uh, answer emails and messages there as well. Jacob, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice and your story with the best ever listeners and how you've very quickly turned on the jets. And oh, wow, that pun intended, by the way, Mr. Air Force <laughs> guy, uh, turned on the jets. And went from your, what, you're at four properties, and then very quickly you went, or three properties, uh, then very quickly once you started partnering with people, um, the fourth one you did your own money, then properties five through 15, or units five through 15, you've uh, just gone, uh, gotten very quickly. And it's just through partnering, partnering with, with uh, investors and having a lender who will have leverage on the property and then your partner, your your investor brings in the money and then you and your brother oversee the project from you know start to whenever you whenever you all close on it or, or whenever you sell it. I just really it's a scalable way. It's it's a very scalable business model because there's always going to be opportunities out there. There's always going to be money looking for deals or at least money looking for a better return and then you're the the middleman where you're matching up the money and the deal and then you're you're overseeing it great business model really enjoyed hearing this and and learning your story as well as kind of your your don't let any situation stop you from where you want to go attitude love that approach especially for someone who bought his first a true investment property intentional investment <laughs> property whenever you know he was living overseas so thanks so much for being on the show sharing your best ever advice and hope you have a best ever day and first really quick before we take off best ever listeners remember text best b-e-s-t to the number three eight four seven zero to get a recap of the lessons i've learned from this week's episodes plus you get a little bonus gift if you're into apartment investing so text the word best b-e-s-t to three eight four seven zero jacob thank you so much for being on the show i hope you have a best ever day talk to you soon Thanks, Joe. My friend Michael Blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download. It's called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your Next Apartment Building. If you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself, then this ebook's for you and it's free. 
Text the word SECRET, S-E-C-R-E-T, to the number 38470. That's SECRET, and text it to 38470.